Welcome to the Triple Deke. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Triple Deke. I am your host, Kyle Faulkner, along with my co-host, Joel Jackson. And we have a very special guest for you, our brand new commissioner in the big stick, Matt Powell. Matt, Joel, how are you guys doing? Doing good, buddy. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm doing great. Honored to be on this amazing podcast once again. Yeah, a- well, you know what? You really inspired us last week, Powell. You you sent us the message and, and you gave us the kick in the pants we needed to get this thing back on the rails. And so we wanted to show our appreciation by uh, welcoming you into the studio here. Yeah, I'm pretty well, happy about Powell being with us too, you know, Kyle. We have faces for radio, but this guy, he should be on TV. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, hey. he would have done better. He would have done better in the old, uh, the old Triple D format. That's right. <clears throat> anyways folks uh you know it's an exciting time we're a week into the well we're over a week now Hello? into the nhl season and uh we're a week into our fantasy we know who's got one win and who's who's still looking for the first w um i don't know some teams have probably been feeling pretty good about the players they picked and some teams like myself they've kind of had their their hand over the panic button what about you guys? Where are you where are you sitting after one week? I'll go ahead, Paul. You're the guest. Oh, oh I was going to say, I'm, I was a little bit panicked the first week. I have Evgeny Malkin just doing dick all on my squad. But he got a goal the other day, so I'm hoping that turns things around. Um, I had to play Boner first week, and he was the recipient of Rob Wilson's low hockey IQ on that trade. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> It really hurt playing against Austin Matthews and Nathan McKinnon, but you know, having a better better week this week, so we'll see how she goes. That's good. What about you there, Jackson? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with how things have started. I got a W for uh, week one there, and my team's been chipping away pretty good this week too. I've got a healthy lead on a tough uh, guy like Boyer, so we'll see what happens. I'm not counting on too much yet. You know how it went for Hayhurst last week, talking a bit of smack, and things uh, went south on him pretty fast. So, you know, it's going to be a close one, but the team's looking good, and I'm happy. Yeah, old Hayhurst, he might uh, he might accidentally jinxed himself. That's that's possibly a boner of the week right that there. That was big. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, well, one of the things that we uh, added this year, and we got to hear, we got to hear the lovely pipes of Matt Powell over the air last week. He left us voicemail, and this week we have not one but two. Our listenership uh, must have doubled here because we've got two quick messages from our from our loyal fan base. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm a fan, sir. I am a fan. Uh, one of them is from a guy who, you know, he's been he's been in and out more than a cook him at the VLT room at Costas. But uh, 
He's back in the league, apparently serving as the water boy uh, with one of our new members, old Tommy Gun. And uh, what do you fellas say? Should we have a little listen here from our old pal Colin Jolly? That yeah, sounds that sounds great. Let's do it. Hey guys, Colin here from Mithu Piti Matuisawin team. Um, we're just looking for a little more in-depth analysis of the NHL in general, as well as uh, specific players. I really think this would help me uh, help Thomas. Um, anyways, thanks, guys. You're doing a fantastic job over there. Uh, go Mithu Piti Matuisawin. Hmm. Lots to think about. Do you want to uh, do you want to break down what he was saying there, Joel? Well, you know, it's interesting because he was looking for a little more uh, analysis uh, on the NHL in general. Uh, also looking for talk about specific players. He thought that would really help him and his his uh, co-owner Thomas on their team. So, you know, that brings up a good question, I guess. How much hockey talk is too much? Um. Well, what do you think? <laughs> well, I might. <laughs> I think you might know the answer. Uh, you know, I uh, I feel like um, guys can get hockey analysis basically anywhere. You can go to the TV, the internet, or other podcasts. But you know, it's probably good to hear from us a little bit. But I think maybe maybe you, Kyle, Kyle guys might want to hear from you. But I don't know if they want to hear it from me. You know, I'm kind of like the lovable loser of this podcast. I don't know if. Uh, <laughs> That's gonna write that good. I'm like the Ernest Ernest goes to podcast count or something like that. <laughs> so I think maybe a little oh, a little boy, less burn. of that, but that's my thought. Yeah, see, and I I do agree. I've always agreed over the years with what you've said. Uh, you know, guys can can turn elsewhere, but uh, at the same time, it's nice to throw a little nugget of wisdom in now and then. I think and make this more of a little bit of a one-stop shop for those you know those busy owners like uh jared richards he's so busy can't even respond to uh the group chat and you know dan boyer can't respond to his commissioner he's chat stuck on a roof colin jolly's colin jolly's so busy he forgot to check his lineup for a couple of years and didn't realize he wasn't even in the league anymore <laughs> so for these guys that just you know these social butterflies uh, it'd be nice to give them a taste of their own their own team and also a little bit of hockey knowledge. But we're lucky here. We've got the voice of the people, Powell to the peoples here, and he can give us the listener's perspective. What do you think about this issue, Matt? Well, I think uh, personally I come on here just to, you know, listen to you two chat away and laugh and stuff. Uh, I don't really take uh... – anything too serious or view to knucklehead <laughs> sounds like we're just a comedy <laughs> show here <laughs> but it, it, with that being said it'd be kind of cool to do a little uh you know pick pick a couple players a week that you're keeping your eye on and or who, yeah. who you're liking who you're not liking you know that sounds fair mix some stuff in there yeah we could look at i think we could look at doing something like that and you know it's not like we've never uh it's not like we've never touched on it. I think I think what you're saying, Joel, is you just don't want to really turn into a, you know, too much of a business podcast. We're here to have fun for heaven's sakes. Yeah, exactly, bro. Well, we've got another message, but uh, this one's a bit interesting. We don't actually know who this came from. Uh, you know, we ran this through our voice analyzer. We sent it uh, sent it over to the boys at Police Point, see if they could do anything with it, but. Uh, 
this only adds to the intrigue uh, that we touched on last week with our breaking news segment, and it's DraftGate 2.0. So we've got an anonymous caller, and let's take a listen to what this, uh, this alleged witness has to say. Hello, this message is for the big stick. I am the unnamed neighbor who witnessed Jason Smith's car on draft night. DraftGate 2 is real. Don't let this issue be forgotten. Keep asking questions. The truth is out there. God bless you all. Ooh, serious stuff. This is this is getting bigger by the day. And, you know, I don't want to tell anybody what to do, but I feel like an innocent man. All he has to do is is unequivocally say this is not true and every passing minute that that doesn't happen just kind of raises a dark cloud of suspicion over on Lawton Crescent yeah you know what guys um I'm gonna be honest I'm a little bit scared about this I don't even know if we should be talking about this right now um I've heard whispers that there's been threats and even some vandalism happening to people who've spoke up about this so I'm just gonna sit this one out I don't even want to talk about it Wow. Well, Powell, what about in the what about in the judges' chambers there? What about in your commissioner chat? Has there been any any kind of questioning or or denying or acknowledging any of these allegations? There's been no nothing. Been cricket in the in the commissioner chat. Oh, yeah, it's pretty pretty on all pretty, on all topics. On all topics, pretty pretty disappointing <laughs> in my first year. Ooh. You know, it's only been, it's it... only been a couple of weeks, but. Um, I don't know. Not too happy right now. Is it is it possible that Boyer and JR pulled the pretty girl tactic and they both gave you their numbers and then they were fake? <laughs> that anything's possible right now. I don't know. It, it was probably oh suspicious. Boy, wow. like 27 digits. <laughs> it could be some hazing. Maybe it's hazing right Maybe. now. I don't know. That's true. Oh, well, you know what? I don't like that's not the kind of league that we're all oh, about here. We're just just a bunch of fun lovers, but you know there there are some things that uh, the commissioners need to kind of wrap their heads around, and and a couple of those things we'll touch on later in the show. But uh, you know we do have a little bit of hockey talk and a little bit of big stick talk. What do you guys say we get to the uh, the studs and the boners? Let's do it. One? Yeah. Mike, boners at the door. <laughs> So yeah, our first uh, our first area we want to look at here is our what we like to call studs and duds, and that's the three high scores of the big stick from last week. So our highest score, our third highest score, sorry, was Pussy Wagon, with fifty four point three five points, led by Travis Konecki with ten points. Konecki, sorry, with ten points. Team Boner had fifty nine point two five points, led by Alexander. I don't know. Georgia? Georgia or (laughs) something. He had uh, just one start and 7.3 points. But the top dog this week was Stony Rapids Blackouts, the new guy. 59.3 points with his big acquisition, Connor McDavid, 11.7 points. So maybe uh, he wasn't so dumb spending all that money. Yeah, what a a start in the big stick for... For Stony Rapids, mm-hmm. 
he made a statement and uh you know we did we did a little analysis on his draft last week because we talked about that he had spent so much on mcdavid and then he also spent 20 bucks to put kucherov on ir for the year and we questioned throwing away 20 bucks like that but i guess you know shows what we know <laughs> maybe we should listen maybe we should listen to his podcast yeah i think so week. he's up in stony rapids right now Jeepers. so he's got lots of time <laughs> oh the only problem is you can't post no, it anywhere that's true. Yeah. Oh well. And uh yeah, those are the studs. What about the boners from last week there, Powell? So the boners of last week, the three lowest scorers for the big stick. And to these three teams it was a a uh a low low number week. I think we only had six days last week, so don't be too hard on yourselves. Uh number three, the Larange Ding Dings. Thirty six point oh. two points. And they were let down by Pierre Luc Dubois, who had negative Point zero five points. Wow. It is. He he's on the block. That, he's on the block. You could have sat and done better yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. He would have. Uh the second one was the guest mess, thirty-three point seven, and he was let down by Alex Iafello, who I don't even know who that is. LA, I think. Who LA. had negative point one points. Mm. And then we mm. had Team Christmas, thirty-two point five five. And he was let down by Dmitry Orlov, who put up zero points and will put up zero points this week, too. Uh-oh. Yeah, wow. that's actually true. Double boner. Well, and I looked, I looked into Orlov to see if there was a chance, because I saw what his total was, and I wanted to see if maybe he you know, wasn't in the lineup. But he actually had, I think he had 0. 0.1, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2, and then minus 0. 0.4 in his fourth game. So it just worked out to, to nada. Oh, wow. Not a good week. Yeah, you're right, though, Joel Dubois. He would have done more just sitting on my bench. And uh, Powell and I were talking before you joined us here tonight. I think that's the tactic that uh, Columbus took tonight because 10 minutes into the game, he had played three minutes, and three periods into the game, he had still only played three Uh-oh. minutes. So I'm pretty sure he, he hit the pine. Yeah. His days might be numbered in uh, you know in the, the big market of Columbus. <laughs> Oh, well, bless his heart anyway. Yeah. The good news is that it only took me, I think, two days to equal my scoring from last week. So I'm off to a good start this week. With, Back on the right owner. track. Take, yeah. 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 Well, you know what? We've got a special guest here and uh, we want to take advantage. We want to, this is, this is a fun show. This is a fantasy hockey show, but this is also hard hitting journalism. We want to get to the bottom <laughs> We want to get to the the heart and soul of the big issues. So we're going to sit down for a little chit-chat with Matt. Let's give them something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. How about love, 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 not at all, big fella. Go oh, uh, Paul, there. You've been known to cheer for the Wings, the Flames, those two most passionately. But you revealed on air in the past that you're also a Leafs fan. How did you become a fan of all these teams, I guess, but especially the Leafs? Well, funny story. So, Red Wings, you know, growing up in uh, in good old Sarnia, my all my buddies were red or leaf fans. So I had to cheer against them. 
and the wings were a wagon back then. So I, I fell towards them and then going to university, I got to go to a lot of games over in Detroit. Uh, flames more so cause I've, I've been living in Calgary for the last, uh, six years. So I get to go to games pretty often. So I've started to love them. And then the dirty old Leafs, I think that was a trick that, uh, Kyle pulled on. Thank me. you. One year we, I we made a little bet <laughs> and I think I lost. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, doesn't sound like a win. Details of it, but. Well, it was pretty. It was a pretty heartfelt speech. You gave. Yeah. If anybody's, uh, if anybody's wondering, you know what the what the reality of that one was, you can check out. I I reposted that conversation from a few years ago in the Big Smack chat. So yeah. uh, feel free to judge for yourself. As I was listening to that, I was I was having <laughs> some good laughs. Not PTSD. <laughs> well, I mean, I was drinking a bottle of whiskey at the same time, but <laughs> crying too. There was. There was one uh, one thing in there. I think you made a you made a bold prediction that twenty twenty oh, was going to be the year of the true. Leafs. And without a worldwide pandemic, I think we can all agree that one hundred percent the Leafs would have taken home the cup. <laughs> so thanks a lot, COVID. You wrecked everything. Wow, they but, didn't make it out of the first round, though. They didn't even make it into the first That's round. Right. <laughs> they made it only the boner into the bonus round. Oh my god. Yeah, they went to Africa and got zero wilds. <laughs> it was not great. All right, well, enough enough of uh, talking about how much Powell loves the Leafs. We all know it, and we don't need to beat that dead horse anymore. But uh, I was wondering, you know, coming into this year's draft, did you did you have kind of a set strategy going in? And then at the end of it, how did you feel about your team when we were all said and done? Yeah, I had a strategy for... My money left, I said I had, you know, 30 bucks for a goalie, 30 bucks for a forward, uh, or for, for my forwards. And then uh, I think I had 25 bucks for D-man. But then I kind of looked at last year and thought a lot, like a lot of my players I got for under five bucks that were pretty good on my team. So um, that was kind of the strategy. I had a budget going in, but I did not stick to it. <laughs> oh. And... Uh, I wasn't too happy with the old draft this year, actually. Uh oh. Did you? Who did you keep, Powell, going I, into this year? I forgot. I kept Malkin, Panarin, Provorov, and uh, who's my other guy? A full squad. Uh, oh, Brian Rust. Mm-hmm. Brian Rust. Oh yeah. So that was a hundred bucks in my budget. No, wow. it was. I mean, if Malkin picks it up in Rust, like same thing they did last year. I mean, they're both over two. That could be big. But if I would, if I could yeah, do it over again, talent. I'd switch a couple things up. Like if those guys produce the way they did last year, you're going to get your hundred bucks worth. But yeah. uh, it puts the pressure on you, I guess, to fill and those the other spots. Too. Yeah, and, but and then goalies. Like, yeah, goalies were crazy this year just because there wasn't that many left. They went uh, like pretty expensive. I had to get new jerseys goalie and you know new jerseys kind of garbage but oh yeah they've been playing well Um, yeah that i felt like there weren't i i'll i'd have to go back and look but i felt like there were fewer goalies available um you know we talked about all the keepers and what did we say there was like 18 goalies kept or something like that yeah oh yeah but uh and some of those were tandems like i kept two guys um from the same team <clears throat> for 21 bucks i think but still like 18 that's a lot of goalies not 
available. And uh, yeah, there were a couple of steals, but for the most part, you had to pay for for what you wanted. Do so. that. Yeah. Oh, I got one more question while we're yeah. while we're asking here. Um, you know, one more. Okay. There was a there was a big change at the start of here. <laughs> I stepped down in the commission role, and you jumped in there. So. I was wondering, as a new commissioner, you know, you're responsible for the well-being of the league. What is the commission's plans if the season gets all caught up with COVID-19? Um, what's going to happen? How are the payouts going to be ha- handled? Uh, what's the cutoff for resetting the league? What's going to happen here there, Mr. Commission? So we're going to go highest points last year. Gets everything. Gets everything. What's everything age? like all the money from this year and last hmm. year? Oh. No, just out of curiosity, yeah. I can't remember which team Riddle, was it that had the highest points oh. last year. I built a freaking <laughs> dynasty last year. I was pissed, but anyways, we uh, as far as this year goes, I I threw a message out to the commissioners, and again, it's like crickets in there, so you. I didn't hear anything back. They ghosted me, Ooh. so I think it's in the works, but. Um, we we got to figure out something because you never know with with this pandemic that's happening and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But uh, yeah, we're gonna come up with something and we'll we'll let the big stickers know as soon as we we make a final decision. It's on the to do list. Perfect. Yeah, I... it's on the it's on the list. It's right at the top of the <laughs> awesome. list. I'll tell you guys that much. But that's it. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I I think the biggest thing of all that because we you know we we had a league shut down last year and we figured it out um, or you know the commissioners figured it out and let us know but I think the biggest thing is just deciding like if we get through week you know whatever it is eight mm-hmm. if we get through week eight and everything shuts down does that mean it actually happened but if we didn't get through it does everyone just get there you know because it would kind of suck if three or four weeks in for whatever reason things got worse and they postponed everything or or whatever and uh you know you might have teams that you know played three jokes and got three wins and you might have teams that went up against three tough matchups and started 0-3 but that doesn't mean you're out of it yeah. so oh I'm sure you guys are Yeah we'll figure it out. out I mean if anybody has an idea they can they can private message me and we'll, we'll get the chat going but we'll figure it out for you boys The commissioner's door is always perfect open. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, yeah, I, I like. I like that idea. Perfect. Well, you know what? I I hate to. Uh, I hate to say it, but our time together is kind of winding down here, fellas. Um, but I did have a new segment I wanted to try out. Uh, a little brainchild that's been you know bouncing around inside this big melon of mine, and uh, that was maybe we could end our end our shows with a little segment called the last minute of play. And just a real quick, you know, kind of bang, 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 quick questions, quick answers. What do you say? Are we up for it? Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll do it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll start with we'll start with you then, Joel. Here's here's the first question for you, for both you guys and myself. Who on your team has impressed you enough, surprised you, impressed you so far that you're ready to put the C on well, his jersey? My team, jersey? that's going to be Simeon Varmala, Varmalov. He's got uh, two, oh shut, two shutouts to start the season, and he's working on a W tonight. I haven't looked yet. Oof, you don't see the C on a goalie mm-hmm. a lot. Good for you. Yeah, I'm going uh, Sam Gerrard from Colorado defenseman. Three, three games, four assists, three power play points. He's averaging averaging Ooh, two point five a game. 
I love it. And that's that's huge. That's a nice little treat. Three dollars for, for him. Whoa, Oof, deeper territory. I'm I'm actually going with a D man myself, and I hate to say it, but it's a Montreal Canadian, Jeff Ooh. Petrie. He is, uh, I picked him up more for his peripherals, his hits and his shots. But right now he's got six points in four games. He's averaging three points a game. Uh, lots of ice time, lots of power play time. And he looks good. He looks comfortable. And Montreal looks like they've got a little more firepower. So, yeah, you know, he's, he's leading the I way. I like him. He's a good player, yeah. <clears throat> oh, he's up for trade available. Him and Dubois <laughs> available for any, any star center. Uh, all right. Well, here's the other question for you, fellas. Other way, who on your team is one boner away from being sent down to the minors? Who's who's getting their duffel bag packed and they're going to be riding the bus from now on? I'll keep it going here. Uh, I got to say, it's a leaf. Morgan Riley. I I spent some money on Uh-oh. him, but in five games, he's only put up one goal, minus two, and he's averaging 0.8. Not happy with that performance. And better get this shit together. Mm. Yeah, for me, it's uh, David Perron. He's been been terrible. He's got one assist. He's averaging 0. 0.7 this this year so far. He was a 1.7 last year, so 25 goals, 35 assists. I don't know. He's, he's oh, getting you close. Never know. Don't give up. No. Yeah, and uh, my guy, you know what? I've been, I've been uh, saying his filthy name all night. It's Pierre-Luc oh, Dubois. Yeah. I, I, I stuck to my budget. I was a responsible spender at this year's draft, and he was one of the guys that I was willing to put a little bit of money towards just because he's, you know, he's shown in the past he's so good, but all of a sudden things have gotten real sour between him and his coach there torts. And uh, as I mentioned tonight, it looks like he, he hit the bench and a few nights ago he hit the bench and uh, until something changes until either they, they kiss and make up or he gets the heck out of Ohio. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to put him in the lineup, which uh, that's not what you want, but yeah, he gave me a minus last week. And well, Torts is known for doing that to guys too. Hey, you'll, he'll make a guy sit and he could be there for a while. You don't ever know. Yeah. You don't want to be on his bad side. No, sir. Hey, Bob. No, I, I wouldn't want that at all. (laughs) He's a scary man. All right. Well, Powell, you know what? It's, it's been a real treat having you on. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me guys. Always, always uh, love being on, on your show. It's been a pleasure, buddy. We're going to have to do it again sometime. I think this, this can't be a one-off. I don't think. We'll see how many uh, listens we get and then we'll decide. Yep. If it's over five, then yes. Sweet. All right. And uh, Jackson, Jack. Oh, perfect. Or you can just listen five times either. It works that go. way too. <laughs> and uh, Jackson, you know what? It's always a pleasure, buddy. And I, I, I hope we make this at least a semi-regular thing because every week that we don't release one, I get emails from all over the world saying, "Where's my show?" Well, Where's I'll do my, my show? best. You know, I'm a real social butterfly. So, well, I'll see what happens for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, not these days, though, right? No, no, just like texting and stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. you're a busy man. One of those busy owners. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, remember you can email us at tripledeekshow at gmail.com. You can ask us a question or uh, give us something that you want read on the air. Or if you want to put your voice out here on the airwaves, you can use the link in the show description. Just click that link and you can leave us a voicemail uh, 
like Powell here did last week and, and like Colin and our mystery mystery neighbor witness did this week. So uh, good luck to everybody with your matchups. Don't forget to, uh, you know, double check those lineups, make sure nobody's on COVID and remember, don't, don't be, be a boner. A boner. <laughs> oh, that was boner. We were boners. See ya.